This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby live from the TalkSport office and this is the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Thanks as always for listening. Uh, we finished off Striker. It was, we were crestfallen. It was the final edition, episode 81. We had a chat with Dance uh, afterwards as he talked us through the process. Uh, we spoke to the director of football, Bucky Thistle. We've got a uh, celebrity fan, uh, all be explained. Uh, we've got had a clips of the midweek, some old clips from back in 2006, featuring uh, some of your old favourites. So hopefully you'll enjoy that. Uh, and uh, we also spoke to our old mate Justin Morehouse, Manchester United fan, talked a bit of De Gea and lots more besides. So here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. I'll calm down in a minute. And uh, I was uh, good room for Villa last night. We'll t- discuss that and then talk to Rupert Bell about it. But I can't understand why people keep saying it's really annoying me. I've heard a lot of people say this. West Ham aren't mathematically safe. And you think they've got a 13-goal goal difference on Villa, <laughs> who they play. Then they've got 14-goal difference on Bournemouth. Although I can see Bournemouth going to Goodison Park and nicking a 14 nil. can't you? <laughs> I can. I think it might be 14-1. <laughs> They'll be thwarted. They'll be thwarted at the death, you know. I think it's that may happen. Ridiculous! They're definitely going to stay up West Ham. Yeah. There's no way. I must say, I enjoyed uh, last night on on uh, Saturday evening when Arsenal were playing so well against uh, Manchester United. Matt Scott, as I told you, was tweeting about every. 25 seconds yeah. saying how great this was, how great that was. And last night, absolutely nothing. So I sent him a message saying, has your internet gone down? All right. Oh, that's, <laughs> don't start trolling people, Andy. Very poor. Very no, I enjoyed poor. it, though. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yes, I was going to say, it's very, looking at Watford last night, our producer is a Watford fan, our, producer, our assistant producer is with us today mm. in the studio. He's, uh, I think, a bit of a broken man. It's very hard to make a case for Watford. It's, it's, feel, it's just feeling a bit... It's a bit of routine 2-0 for Arsenal at the weekend. I just, I, I don't know where, but the fight is going to come back into Watford, looking at them last night, really. It's going to be difficult. It is. And, uh, I mean, I, I, from because I like our assistant producer, I have some sympathy, but the way they treated Nigel Pearson, mm. I have to say they deserve to go down. They do. I think it's pretty appalling, their whole yeah. 
method of running the club. Which So anyway, it's worked for them in the past. Maybe it'll work for them this time. Uh, Toby, of course, Toby uh, Kidd is our newsreader. He's also a, a Watford fan. Mm. And I thought I heard him say at the end of the thing, did he say Ben Stokes is the clubhouse leader? Blimey, he can do anything, that fella. <laughs> That's <laughs> impressive, was, isn't it? I think it was Ben Stowe, but it sounded like Ben Stokes. No, he did say Ben Stowe. I, I did, I did, did hear he, that. He yeah, yeah. Did, uh, I don't know if I told you. Well, I did tell you. I don't know if I didn't tell you. I definitely told you that last week I had to have a new toilet seat because uh, maybe I put a bit of weight on during <laughs> lockdown and uh, I cracked it. You know, just went to sit pan down. Cracker. Do. Pan cracker. You're a exactly. pan cracker. People <laughs> so, might uh, shout that. You, if you see Andy in the street, over you won't see Andy <laughs> oh, in the street, you rarely leave. But if you see Andy in the street, shout, pan cracker. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to happen now and uh, and so uh, our local handyman came round and uh, he sort of botched it together with a bit of wood and everything it's still a big crack in it and he ordered a new seat for me and so he brought it round the new seat oh yeah and uh, I think he's, I think it's been made for the American market for the ma- for the person of a fuller figure oh, I've never seen such a large hole and I, 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 I'm just slipping right through it it's a disaster really. <laughs> it's like Narnia <laughs> it's, it's, it's very much so yeah. <laughs> so what, what what can you do? Okay. So um, this is this is obviously a very select toilet. So you had to give a special order, was it? Special well, order. Well, you know, I wouldn't have thought so. Just yeah. White plastic. You should have kept the old seat. one for, for your gurning practice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, good. Till your horse's Absolutely. collar turns up in the post. <laughs> Did you see the uh, in the Sun today that Yorkshire pudding? Now I hate these stories. Yeah, a Yorkshire pudding that looks like an emoji. Yeah, smiling, um, smiling Yorkshire celebrating pudding. Celebrating Leeds promotion. Yeah, it's just a Yorkshire pudding, and uh, had a big so, grin uh, on its face. Andy, couldn't you see the big <laughs> grin on the Yorkshire pudding's face? It was. Uh, it was. Well, it's it, not really. It's just a. It's just a bit of a crack in the Yorkshire pudding. I mean, some sort of. You know, it's not. Not really. I, and I reckon they poke those eyes in. I think that's, they always do that to make it look more like a face. Don't say and, that uh, about. Mum Zoe Lesk, twenty-eight, who alerted the who alerted the national press to this story. I, I believe that uh, that was a real smiling face on her Yorkshire pudding. Well, she is an engineer, so she's more than capable of engineering her own smiley Yorkshire pudding. But yeah. she says that's not what I engineers do, by the way, Andy. That's not, no, that's not the role of the engineer. Yeah. <laughs> Usually brilliant at making Yorkshire puddings, but this time I was in a bit of a rush. Yeah, it looked like a potato smiley. It gave us a lot to laugh about, and yeah. I was thinking I might go there with some of my material because that gives you a lot to laugh about. Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought it was more worth a smile rather than a big laugh. But well done to them. Some lovely photos in the paper this morning of mm. uh, Prince George, uh, photographed by his mother to mark his seventh birthday. And uh, Arthur Edwards has been on. He's immediately declared them better than Man Ray, Terence Donovan, and Annie Libovitz. Oh. That's what he said. Oh, that's They're nice. Fantastic. Beautiful. So <laughs> who's who are photographers for you there? Yeah. Jeff Bezos. Did you see this? Oh, his yeah. fortune in- increased by ten. Billion dollars yesterday. Yeah, not in bad. In one day, ten billion. Did they? Did he have the cash delivered and left on the porch? I'd be quite nice. If I think it was. he does. They just bag it up for him. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Ten it's billion. Possible. Ten billion dollars in a day. That's. Did your toilet seat come from Amazon? Maybe it took him over the edge. <laughs> I don't know. Possibly. Yeah. And uh, it is. I mean, it's a bit unfortunate actually because we've got this brilliant climax to the championship tonight, mm, but we've absolutely. also got these. 
two other games in the Premier League that are vital, not for anybody else, but for the teams involved in the top four. They yeah. are two vital games. And uh, and obviously, I'd quite like to have watched the Denouement of the Championship, but I sort of can't because obviously I'm going to watch Liverpool. Yeah. Against, unless, I mean, I think it's going to be one of two things will happen tonight. It'll either be Chelsea go there and spoil the party or it's a party. <laughs> yeah. I've been to one of those on when we beat Wigan 8-0 on the final day. So I know what they're like with those parties. So that can be quite fun. Yeah, but that was when but, you can have fans there, of course, uh, which you oh, certainly yeah, can't no, now. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Stu Brumhill has been in touch, uh, and he says, uh, after the magnificent Baggies fan you spoke to the other day, who said if um, if Brentford, uh, if Stoke beat Brentford, he would have James McLean uh, tattooed yeah, yeah. onto his person. Um, <laughs> Stu wonders, if West Ham do you a favour tonight, are you prepared to have a, a, a similar sort of bit of inking going on? And, uh, of course... Yes, I'll... I'll have Damien Rice because I reckon he'll be playing for Chelsea next season. Or, <laughs> no. or even Declan Rice as opposed to <laughs> Damien, uh, no, the, Damien, the musician. Rice. Declan Rice. I always do that. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Sorry, Declan, if you're listening. Or indeed, no, David, Moy- David Moyes has warned Chelsea off. So uh, I'll tell you what, you've got to have a full happen. back tattoo of David Sullivan in his claret smoking jacket, <laughs> sitting in his throne at home. What, if West, at Essex if West Towers. Tonight. If West Ham, the full back... The fire would take hours. It cost about six grand. All that claret ink that you'd have to have there across your back. It looked fantastic. Not, oh, a massive no, birthmark. I'm, anyway, let's I'm move not, I on. I think United will win anyway. Yeah, I think personally. they probably will. Uh, I'm also hoping that they probably will. Is Manchester United fan and comedian Justin Morehouse. Good afternoon, Justin. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? We're not too bad. You strike me, Justin, as a man with no tattoos. If I look at you, I mean, if you walk down the street, you look at people, you go, tattoo, no tattoo. Apart from the ones you can obviously see, that's easy. But you strike me as a man with no tattoos, am I right? My skin is virgin territory. (laughs) (laughs) Have you you ever contemplated it? Have you ever thought, you know, I'm, I'm quite fancy one? No, I'm a little bit older than the generation that went for it. So yeah. I'm like a little bit older. When I was growing up, the only people that had tattoos were like sailors and prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got one now. You know, people's mums going, I'm having a baby on my foot, you know. And just, for me, it's not. No, my, my son's got loads of them. My son loves them. And you know, yeah. I always think, um, my, my, because I've told you this before, but way back in my past, my, my, uh, I, I come from, Travelling showman stock, right, right in the past. Mm-hmm. And one of my great, great, great uncles was a tattooed man from wow. head to toe. Wow, we. wow! He was called King Luella. Yeah, and, uh, tattooed from head to toe, and apparently he married uh, this this bride in the South Pacific, and that's where they tattooed him. And he tried to escape, and she speared him and brought him back and sewed him back together with a lock of hair from her head. Oh, what a story. Yeah, that's what fantastic. fantastic Why story. have you never been on Who Do You Think You Are? That's gold, man. Oh, that's, yeah, that's I'd, I'd watch brilliant. That's fantastic stuff. Yeah. Couldn't have it. So, I've never, yeah. so he's, had him, he's had him in our family. Well. <laughs> so I've had those conversations though. what would you have? What yeah. would you have? And uh, oh, yeah. I think I think I was going to have one. I might have something like a... Like maybe like the the, the David Blow, Bowie uh, lightning symbol or something like that. Maybe something that would remind me of something that's special. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not that bothered to be honest with you. Now I'm kind yeah. of. Well, when oh, it sounds like your ancestor did enough for, for the next five or six generations. So, so oh, yeah, yeah. let's have a chat about David De Gea tonight because Ole wasn't pleased that the press conference was slightly hijacked by all the chat. But I was saying earlier on to Andy that I thought he'll play him. I think he'll play him tonight. Andy doesn't think he thinks he'll play Romero. What, what do you think he'll do and what should he do, Justin? 
I think he should play David De Gea because he's the first choice keeper. Mm. Uh, and we, you know, we have this conversation every time, don't we, about when a keeper makes a couple of mistakes, when a striker fluffs a couple of shots. You know, it's not as important, is it? I, I mean, I've still got faith in him. I still think he's, you know, I still think he's our best option at the moment. Maybe if somebody was to come and buy him this close season, maybe we'd sell him and bring in Henderson and promote him. I was surprised he played, though, in the FA Cup game. I was surprised it wasn't Romero. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Neil Custis, who covers United for the Sun, uh, he said he was surprised that De Gea was not carried shoulder high off the pitch by Frank Lampard's players, as given he had a hand or a lack of it in the other two goals as well. And I think that's a bit harsh because I think actually United didn't play. They've been playing excellently, no. but they didn't play well on Sunday, did they? And I think everyone play. would. It was a strange thing. Yeah, I, I mm. was surprised there were four or five changes, not wholesale changes. Yeah. I thought he might have played a different side, considering you know we you know we've got to well before that when the side was selected we didn't know what Leicester were going to do on Sunday, but you know I thought they might have gone for a Romero and, and you know changed things up a bit more. But he's still a great keeper. He's still you know he's had a, he's had a bad couple of weeks. You know he's not he still pulls them out of the, out of the top drawer every now and then. And you know there you go. I think he's I think he's great. Oh, okay. well, it's it interesting like... to see how West Ham play tonight, how they approach it, because as we were saying at the start of the show, <laughs> they're not mathematically safe. So they are mathematically safe, in my view. But, yeah. you know, they are safe now. So, And they've been playing with quite a lot of intensity, so it'll be interesting to see whether they can maintain that. I've got a feeling they probably just won't. Well, there's also the thing, isn't there? They've got something of a hex on us at this stage of the season. You know, a couple of times, you know, right at the death. They pulled out a result against us and, uh, and and shown us up, really. Um, I think we'll be focused. I think we've got enough to beat them. And I think we've got enough. I think we've got enough uh, of a prize to go for to lift our game more than they have. Yeah. And what have you, yeah. what, what have you I mean, this, it's been a bit of a topsy-turvy old season, really. But, you know, generally they've been good, good since restart. You do feel that Chelsea, City, Liverpool and United will be the, will be the top four to take on next season, certainly. Yeah. Definitely. I think it's been a... Toxic term is the right word. I think the season's been strange in that one or two players have not played well and then Fernandez coming in has been obviously the catalyst, you know, almost Cantona-esque, really, mm. the way he's changed the team in the midfield. And when Paul Pogba was playing well, and he didn't play too well last couple of games, uh, he's lifted the whole of that team around him and everybody seems to be scurrying about. And the quality is there in abundance. It's cohesion, isn't it? And it's, you know grinding those results out and I think I'm looking forward to next season which is in about 10 days isn't it? Yeah, I think it is yes. <laughs> I was watching I was watching Fernandez on Sunday and not only is it the through balls it's this ability he's got he sees the picture I know it's an old cliche but he does yeah. he sees what's there before the ball comes to him so that when the ball comes to him he swings it wide he changes the play he switches it he's a very very clever player uh, Justin this time last than, he's very hmm. different than Paul Scholes but he's the closest I've seen in yeah. the way that he plays the game like that. Mm. It's the pass and then looking for the next one. You know, get the ball, give the ball, look at he's always wanting the ball and he's popping up in all sorts of places. Yeah, yeah. Good play. This time last year, Justin, you were chastising my wife for leaving your very good Edinburgh show. Uh, it's funny to think that we, you, of course, go there all the time. I go every year. It's, it's a funny idea to think that we won't be going this year uh, next weekend. I know. Well, I should have been in Tokyo at the minute. Wow. I was working I was working over there for the Olympics. So I would have been on my way really? to Tokyo then going to Edinburgh. So my summer's gone yeah, oh. gone right down the drain. Yeah, so yeah, I mean it's a real it's I mean the, the comedy scene in this country is uh, is facing a huge blow at the minute. I mean 
I think it's really important that when you get an opportunity like I've got now on national radio to say to people that when we all do get back to normal, go out and support local comedy clubs because they've had no assistance. Mm. They've had no help. Uh, this part of, and you know this world very well, both of you, you know, this is the breeding ground for lots of the people you see on TV and lots mm. of the great art you've seen over the last years, but we, there's no Arts Council found it, funding, there's no safety net. You know, a lot of comedians are really struggling and a lot of, you know, a lot of comedians will go to the wall and a lot of comedy clubs will. So when you get the chance to go back out, go back out, have a laugh. That's what we all need to do, don't we? Connect with each other and enjoy ourselves again. So support your local comedy club. No, well said. In the meantime, though, Brilliant. you are doing some stuff uh, online. So tell us about that. Yeah, well, as, uh, as I'm not the first person to say, there's more comedians died on Zoom than of COVID. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm doing... Uh, <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing um I'm doing Jason Manford's comedy club tomorrow, which mm-hmm. is uh uh is going very well. There's me, there's a few others on, including John Bishop's doing that as well tomorrow. Nice one. So that's yeah, yeah. that you can find that if you Google that. And then on Monday I'm hosting, I don't know how this is gonna work, the uh Comedy Store's King Gong competition. Right. So I'm gonna be at home and then all these new acts and offbeat acts and strange acts like they have the gong show once a month where you know you get three or four minutes to and if you get gonged off, you get gonged off. So the public will be gonging, and it's going to be great. Oh, good. Nice one. Okay, and uh, so people can find that via the Comedy Store, I take it, yeah? That's, yeah, that one's on the Comedy Store. Yeah, and the other one, if you look for Jason Manford's Comedy Club, you'll find it there. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Here we go, then, the 81st and final part of Steve Bruce's Striker, the story of the Lettersford town manager, Steve Barnes. It's what a roller, what a roller coaster it's been. Uh, anyway, uh, we rejoin Steve for, for the final time. The Lettersford town boss Steve Barnes has just gone to retrieve the wayward football in the second half of the game against Fulton, but it's blown up in his hands. As I picked up the ball, There was a terrific explosion. I fell back, sure I'd been hit with a bullet. The ball disintegrated in my hand, and the crowd burst out into spontaneous laughter. They thought the ball had merely burst as I was handing it back to Mosley. Once the police knew the direction of the shot, they were able to converge on Carberry's hiding place and arrest him. He'd found a place on a TV gantry that was not being used that evening. Luckily for me, his shot from the rifle had been less than perfect. He put up a bit of a struggle, I was told by Shannon later, but he knew he'd lost. During a lull in the game when it seemed Danny Drever might be injured, I passed a message to Martin Thornton. I told him all was well. Now get on with it and win, I said. You bet, Gaffer. The whole side celebrated. They played as if for fun and not merely for three important points. It was truly a game of two halves. For Fulton, hardly mounted an attack in the second half. We ran out winners by 4-1. Two from Andreas van Niekerk, two from Danny Drever. At the end, the team hoisted me high on their shoulders and did two laps of the pitch. Then they stood in front of the main stand and presented me, as if I were a trophy, to Sir Lawrence and the board of directors. The rest of the evening's a bit of a blur. Just for a few hours, I went off the water wagon. It was champagne all round. Both Bill and I were unfit to drive. Bill stayed in a Lettersford hotel. I was taken home in the Jag, but I wasn't driving. Probably gave me a chance to appreciate how good the car is from a passenger point of view as well. Jaggy, are you listening? Tell me, Susan said, who broke into the house? Was that Eddie Carberry? I don't know, but Shannon will find out. And those two kidnappers? No connection with Carberry, 
They wanted to avenge Pat Duffy's death. Let's go to bed, Susan said. It's been a long day and a long week. I'll switch off the mobile, I said. At that very moment it rang. Steve? Yes, Bill? You're right, mate. I've just had a thought. We can sue the police for wrongful arrest. Should be worth a packet. Don't you ever consider anything except money, Bill? Why should I? It's my business. I'm your agent. Good night, Bill, I said, laughing. I switched off the mobile, and Susan and I were not disturbed again. The end. The end. The end. It actually says the, the end. end at the end. And uh, Danny Drever, I remember his brother Trevor. What a player he was. Trevor well. Drever. Yeah, what a player. I got, I got four to one on Eddie Carberry after the first episode. So I'm yeah. delighted. Tremendous. Well, and the sh- the shot came from the TV gantry. Of course, it was Martin Tyler. We all know. <laughs> and he's dead. He would have shouted if he'd managed to if he managed to kill him. Anyway, uh, the book, of course, was brought to life by our old mate Ian Danter with his fine Steve Bruce in impersonation uh good afternoon dance and this is me yeah after yeah, a round of applause for dance everybody. A, it, i on. think we definitely will yeah come on at home no, obviously not if you're driving it's not if you're driving a jag especially no. <laughs> <laughs> so or if you're eddie carberry it, uh, you go through pain it's quite method because you do have to push your nose in your face to to do your steve impersonation so you go through the pain yeah, it, barrier for us yeah it, it, it helps it along just to give it that extra mm. soupçon mm. of authenticity to press the nose in whilst you talk so i can do it if I, I do a Steve Bruce now, the way I'm talking, and I'm not pressing my nose in my face, but for some reason, now I've pressed my nose into my face, it just adds that extra <laughs> it little. Does. It does. It makes all the difference. Now, we, we, <laughs> that's amazing. We did find out. Yeah, that's method. We did find that's out method. via someone that Steve uh, was hearing it and enjoying it, and he, he, could see, he could see the funny side, and he was taken with the impersonation. There was some talk at, at one point. We were trying to... Tw- <laughs> twist Steve's arm to actually read the last to interrupt you and read the last page and we sadly we we couldn't make it happen but it's it, uh, we, we know he was aware of it and he he took it in the right spirit the amount of people though Dan's who said oh it's, it's always going to remind me of lockdown despite this Steve Bruce's striker will be for many people uh, a memory of lockdown you know it's 81, he would never have imagined that would he no 81 episodes uh, 80, it, it, it's been a lot of fun doing it I have to say because I'm I think my Steve Bruce impression, whilst it's not the best in the country, I think it's um, I think it's come on a touch through the uh, enforced nature of having to read a yeah. hundred plus pages of his prose. Um, I'm it's still a... waiting for my Jaguar. I mean, I thought I've, I've extolled the virtues of, of the Jaguar XJ yes. just as much as well, Steve has with the uh, with you my enunciations. Um, so I'm I'm waiting for the local Jag showroom to furnish me, but I think <laughs> I could be waiting a while. We're getting emotional outpouring. Look at this. Lulu says, I just can't believe it's over. Um, <laughs> Dominic says, a magnificent tale, a fond memory of lockdown. Bring on it's the next great, book. Well, you know, we'll have to, our people have to Well, if there's a second spike, I, you know, if there's a, we'll, have, yeah. we'll, get, we'll get the second book, whatever happens. Uh, so I am can, I going to do? I can I mean, sense from your, you, you could sense your growing irritation as the book went on, Andy. I can't imagine Sweeper or Defender <laughs> getting past you. No, he loved if it. If it actually no. gets. <laughs> I loved it. I yeah. loved all of it. I thought it was fantastic. Oh, good. Really, honestly, and I also had a tremendous reaction on Instagram, things like that. People really loved it. So well done to you, Dan. Oh, good. I've got to do the old James Lipton quiz, though. Uh, we're <laughs> privileged to have the great actor Ian Danter with us today. What is your favourite <laughs> word? Uh, perspicacity. Oh, that's a good one. I think going to say occasions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You see, I've missed out. Of... Yeah. What's what's what sound or noise do you hate? 
That's one of his favourite yeah, questions. Yeah. That's it? right, yeah. What sound noise do you love? You can't, we can't ask you what your favourite curse favorite word Favourite curse word, we can't ask you that. Can we inside the <laughs> right, I'll ask you this one last one. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Oh, uh, broadcaster. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, we've got an opening tonight for you. So oh, good. If, if, you can, uh, if you can make your way to Griffin Park... Uh, <laughs> there is a game between Brentford and Barnsley. I think there's a fair bit riding on it. Um, oh, what my, a night it's going to so be! I'm so excited about this game. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. so excited about this game. There's, there's two aspects. There's Brentford going for automatic. There's Barnsley knowing that a win might keep them in the division. There's all sorts of ramifications. I was saying yesterday, I can't think of the last time we went into the final day of a championship season where none of the relegation places have been absolutely 100% confirmed, although Hull are in a pretty horrible position themselves. But you've still got Fulham and Brentford trying to beat Baggies for, for second spot. You've even got a situation where you've got Cardiff and Swansea going for the final playoff spot. Yeah. And both of them could overhaul Nottingham Forest if Forest have a dreadful night and, and Swansea and Cardiff have a good night. It's it's going to be an amazing Exciting. evening. But the, the, the Brentford-Barnsley game is kind of the, the centrepiece of it all for me. So, yeah, I'm going to be there with um, David Connolly on... Talk Sport 2, uh, and it's going to be uh, every goal that goes in will mean something pretty mm. much. So I'll keep everybody updated during my commentary of where the goals are going and what it means for the table. It's going to be uh, Abacus, Slide Rule, everything. Uh, you know, uh, Russell Crowe, uh, what was that movie he was in? A Beautiful Mind. I'm going to be like yeah. him tonight, basically. <laughs> and you're going to be, obviously, your team, you've got skin in the game tonight because Blues are, are oh. not out of, definitely out of trouble, are they? No, we're not. Uh, 14 without a win. And Derby uh, don't have anything to play for, but that's not going to mean they're not going to turn on the style for the final game. And Birmingham could quite conceivably slip. What what I would love to happen if I just put my... We, we've been terrible. We've been appalling. Um, so in a way, we, we could even say we deserve to go down. Nobody's been on as bad a run as us, with the exception of Hull. But what I would love to happen tonight is for... Uh, Jude Bellingham to score the winner before he goes off to Dortmund. Because as about this for commitment, he's signed for Borussia Dortmund as a 17-year-old. He's made sure that the club earns money from the sale rather than just walking away from nothing as some youngsters have from English clubs, uh, you know, who've developed them. Uh, and he scores the winner when he could easily have said, having signed for Dortmund, do you know what, I'd rather just stay yeah. off the pitch and, and, and protect myself. So uh, I really hope Jude... Uh, scores the winner tonight and keeps Birmingham safe for another year, and you know, and then you, you'll see shirt sales of Borussia Dortmund uh, go up in the city of Birmingham <laughs> by about a hundredfold over the course of the next few months. Everyone will become a Good. Dortmund fan. Fantastic, Dance Top Man. We really appreciate appreciate you doing this for us over the last uh, eighty-one days plus. Uh, and well, uh, you know, it's it's been a pleasure from from this end as well. That's for sure. <laughs> and if we do you get know, hold of one of the other books, who knows? Who and knows? As Steve Bruce would say for for Birmingham's chances tonight. He'd say, "Lay the candle for him." The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Well, for March 2006, anyway, because we're bringing you the Talk Sport Clips of the Midweek from those old mini discs that uh, emerged a little while ago and uh, they've been sort of repurposed with new intros. Our producer has put those together. So we don't know what's coming. We've not heard these from 2006. We we've got, haven't got a clue. So we're looking forward. 
to it. A little bit of uh, housekeeping first off the back of Stryker. Roger Clifford said, love Stryker, but can you explain how the police looking for a sniper didn't check out the TV gantry? <laughs> oh, that, uh, therein lies madness, Roger. You know, it's, it's more holes than a Swiss cheese. Uh, if you want to stump, pull that apart. And one of the <laughs> listeners says, I've listened to every part of uh, Stryker uh, throughout lockdown. Uh, this is from um, Wakey. And then at 1.51, uh, my sister phoned and I missed the final episode. Well, it will be, don't worry. It will be, be on the podcast. It will be on the podcast. You can hear it then. <laughs> so let's crack on with the clips then. Uh, we, we begin with Mike Parry alongside Andy Townsend discussing a Liverpool great. Alan Hansen's demeanour throughout the whole of a game never changed once. He was the Leicester Piggott of football. <laughs> doesn't make any sense at all, does it? The Leicester Piggott of football. Anyway, what's next, then? <laughs> he used to struggle to make the weight each week. Here's Keith Arthur on Fisherman's Blues now. I made a, a, a standalone video a few years ago called Fishing Impossible. Really? It sounds fantastic, yeah. <laughs> Fishing impossible. Won't be much of a video then, he says. Uh, I didn't exactly. quite get that one. So, uh, staying with Keith, here he is talking about a uh, recent fishing trip. I, I went fishing for congas with the, uh, the the junior version of the, of the British Conga Club uh, down in Plymouth. And what they said is since they've been catching and releasing the eels rather than killing them, yeah. the numbers have gone up dramatically. Well, that tends to happen, doesn't it, really? If you stop killing them, the numbers do go... Oh, the, the, the national what sort of dance do they do yeah, at the exactly. Conga Club? Imagine their Christmas do the National Conga Club. Oh, Conga! be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, yes. um, what's next? It's Andy Townsend now taking a call. Henry, who's a Chelsea fan. Henry, good morning. Oh, very good morning to you, Andy. Great show. Never heard it before. I tuned in by mistake. Okay, that's, a, that's how we know? get most of our listeners. It's fantastic <laughs> that and the press gangs. Uh, so this is uh, Alan Brazil and Graham Beecroft now talking about that classic old western, the Lone Ranger. Remember the Lone Ranger? Uh, yeah, do. Tonto, well, Hi ho, go, Tonto yeah. away. Yeah. Hi ho, Tonto away. <laughs> yeah, that's not right. Was it Hi ho, Silver? Wasn't it? <laughs> Hi ho, Tonto horse. away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's completely wrong. But never mind. Here's Lisa O'Sullivan with some cricket news. He suffered minor cartilage damage and needs to come home, have it assessed, as Michael Vaughan will do. Andrew Flintoff taking on the captaincy as Michael Vaughan Hay Holmes. Michael Vaughan Hay Holmes. I used to love him. Michael Vaughan Hay Holmes. What a player he was. Uh, This is a caller now to Mike Dickin. Alan, good morning. You're on Talk Sport. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Um, I'm a computer programmer. Are you really? He does sound a bit like a sort of northern version of uh, Howl, doesn't he? <laughs> I'm a computer program. It's so, good, isn't it? Uh, sticking with the calls, here's an alarming one to Patrick Kinghorn and Gab Marcotti. Quickly to finish off, Chris and Berry. Chris, your thoughts? Should we play? Uh, uh, well, yeah, well, you know, why, why take him out? He's, he's, been out? he's been there for so long, he's, he's experienced. Because he needs a rest, Chris. He's, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's like, ah! ah! What? <laughs> That's, I remember that clip. That's very mad. strange. Thank you, Cool. He got £100 worth of Wix vouchers, if I remember rightly. Back to Mike Parry, talking about the Trinidad and Tobago national football team, who would, of course, be playing uh, in England's group at the uh, upcoming 2006 World Cup. Now, um, I, also, uh, I, I also believe that Stern John is the pin-up boy, the current pin-up boy of the Trinidadian Trinidadian uh, uh, football setup. You know what I mean? Trinidadian. That's what I meant. The Trinidadian and Toboggan. 
toboggan is that cool running it's like the Jamaican bobsleigh the Trinidadian <laughs> and toboggan uh, football team there we are then we sent him to the World Cup as hands across the water of course yeah. incredible isn't it okay returning to Patrick Kinghorn once more taking a call go to Mill Hill Phil's there hi Phil hi Phil Oh, yeah, good old Phil. <laughs> yeah, you like those. Yeah. And for some reason, that seemed to spread to other callers. Here's uh, Ian Collins. Chris is in Staines. Chris, good morning. Morning to you, Phil. That's, who's Phil? <laughs> what? Everybody wants to be <laughs> Phil all of a sudden, don't they? <laughs> That's ridiculous. This is Rodney Marsh setting the scene. All around the stadium, there's blue and white everywhere. It's uh, just a marvellous place to be. Lovely day, too, guys here. Oh, two guy would be. It's Blackburn, <laughs> isn't it? <he? laughs> <laughs> That's good. And, and finally, finally, yes, it's Big Al introducing a guest. OK, eight minutes after eight, we're going back to Spain, but not to Barcelona. Uh, Rangers take on Villarreal. Let's say a very good evening, uh, good morning. Good morning, evening. Uh, good morning, even, to the Evening Times, Darrell King. <laughs> <laughs> good evening, morning. Good morning, even. Even morning. Good. It's not the two Ronnies, wasn't it? <laughs> He's in the Radio Hall of Fame. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Ronnie Barker would have been delighted with that. Good evening, it's morning. Brilliant. Good morning, evening. <laughs> anyway, Top I'm sure work. that was one of their sketches. Uh, so there we are. We'll have some more old midweek clips from uh, the mid-2000s, early 2000s, uh, same time next week. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Handcracker! 
<laughs> going to be getting me. a lot of those, Andy. Pan cracker. <laughs> if you see Andy in the street, just shout that. If you won't listen at uh, quarter past one, uh, it all will be explained in the podcast. Now, uh, Stephen King, of course, the uh, the brilliant, legendary uh, novelist, author, uh, and uh, and horror writer, written some fantastic books that have been turned into many yeah, fantastic brilliant. films. Um, well, we discovered the other day he is a fan of Highland League Club Bucky Thistle. Who knew? Exactly. Uh, here to tell us more uh, from the club is Graham Tallis, the director of football. Graham, good afternoon. Good afternoon. This is this got to be good for business. This tie-up with Stephen King, hasn't it? You would think. Well, it's good. With Bucky Thistle board on the map, that is for sure. Yeah. How, how did it, so explain how it came about them? Well, how it came about is that uh, a few fans got in touch with our uh, Facebook page. Uh, to, to, to let us know that Bucky Thistle Football Club was mentioned in his new novel, If It Bleeds. And uh, curious, uh, I, I emailed his uh, secretary just to, to, to find out as to why. Uh, and lo and behold, I got an email from the man himself. Oh, brilliant. Uh, wow. Directly from Stephen. So uh, we've been going back uh, two, three times. Uh, but he, he told me he was uh, looking for a, a, a football club. He, he looked at every club in, in Scotland, uh, through the leagues, and lo and behold, he picked Bucky Thistle Football Club. And I asked the reason why, and he says it was a beautiful coloured name, he said. Oh, lovely. So, Fantastic. Yeah. So that is why it came about. And uh, we just got uh, writing back and forth. He asked how lockdown was with the football club, and... Uh, you know, basically, like every other club, I told them uh, no income at this time, uh, doing as much fundraising as we could, and he suggested to put over two two signed novels, which duly uh, arrived two two weeks later. Oh, brilliant! And you've you've yeah. raised up some much needed cash for the club by uh, I know you've sold one and you've you've kept one for now, haven't you? It's uh, it's in the well, trophy room, apparently. I understand. Yeah, we'll keep one uh, uh, Bucky Thistle. We won't do anything with the second one whatsoever. We'll just keep it... Uh, there's an open invitation to Stephen to come over next time he's in Scotland, so really? we'd, like to keep that, we'd like to keep that book. Uh, uh, yeah. ho- hopefully he takes it up and visits Victoria Park in Bucky uh, the next time he's over. Lovely. Yeah, exactly. Well, he could have sent a cheque, of course. But, yeah, you know, it's... Well, it's a, could, oh, don't throw it back in his face, Andy. Send him to sign copies. That's as good, that's as, good as a cheque, isn't it? Yeah. Well, what, what's surprising is that in the novel, the, the kids, there's a sort of exchange programme going on, and the Scottish pupils learn about the Pittsburgh Pirates, which are a big major league baseball team, and the Americans learn about Bucky Thistle, which, with the greatest respect, is a small football team. So it's interesting that he chose that, you know, from, even without loving the name, um, tell us a bit about the club, though. Uh, you know where they are, what position, how they're going. I mean, obviously, I'm lockdown. guessing they're in Bucky. Before lockdown. <laughs> yes, uh, of course. We're in, we're in, we're in Bucky, but in the Highland League, we're not, we're not a small club. We're a big club. Hmm. But uh, it's, it's an 18 league club in the, uh, the Highland Football League. It's, uh, uh, it's the northeast of Scotland. Well, we're, we're based in the northeast of Scotland, but the, the Highland League is a very family family orientated league. Uh, where uh, uh, it's a very competitive uh, uh, league. From time to time, we, we, we go in the Scottish Cup and get a run in the Scottish Cup. But we're, mm. We've done very well in the past. We last won the league in 2016-17, along with the Aberdeenshire Cup. Uh, and then we went in a horrendous injury uh, list after that for 
key players. So that put a halt to us the following couple of years. But players are coming back now. But very, very good club, well-supported club, uh, probably one of the best-supported clubs in the Highland League. Great fan base. And this is this Stephen King is, 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 has made our fan base even bigger. Yeah, excellent. Uh, you were going quite. Well, you were going quite well before the lockdown when you were in fifth. I mean, you know, a couple more wins. You've been right up there. I'm looking at the table though. Brora Rangers were were flying. They were they would have been yes. tough to catch at the top. But you were you were having a decent season, weren't you? Yeah, we were having a decent season. We would have probably finished uh, probably second or third. Hmm. Fraser Brown was going well as well. But Brora Rangers. Uh, uh, Rightly so, crown champions uh, uh, early. So, but uh, no, we were going very well. Uh, with a, a wee sticky period, as most clubs have during the season. But uh, no, it was going well, finding form again. But uh, all bodes well for for next when football starts again. Absolutely, yeah. lovely. And you've won you've won the Highland League eleven times. You're obviously a very established club. And I'm quite interested in the fact that you've got fans all over the country. I was reading in the Guardian, you've got fans sort of in Lancashire who just basically encountered the club uh, while on holiday in the Highlands. I suppose there's a few people like that. Yeah, we've got we've got clusters of uh, fans all, all over the, the world. Really, we've got uh, Northampton Jags. Uh, they they come up every year. They're a great bunch of uh, guys and girls come up every year. We've a, a crew up from Manchester not so long ago. Uh, great bunch of guys. Really enjoyed it. But we'll set ourselves out to if people want to come to Bucky Thistle, we make sure they enjoy themselves for that day. You know. We pull out all stops, nice hospitality, great facilities at Bucket Thistle Football Club. Good, so, good everyone's start. welcome. All your all your listeners are welcome to come to Bucky Thistle and have a look around anytime. And pay a pay Sounds a visit good. to the club shop. And you'll hope the Stephen King fans will be wanting to buy replica shirts and a bit of uh, a bit of memorabilia. Well, that uh, Lynn, who who runs our shop, uh, she's she's very good, and I'm sure that'll be in Lynn's mind. But uh, if a great man comes over himself, we'll certainly be ready with a few things for for our fans. You know, brilliant. Look, good to talk to you, Graham. Lovely. Thanks very much. Yeah, thanks, guys. No problem. Graham Tallis, there, director of football at Bucky Thistle FC. Good story. Yeah, so uh, good old Stephen King. What a good lad there, getting, sticking their name in there. And uh, well, that told you they're a big club. They're not a small club. I mean, they're not. They're well, not. The, they're not the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> if we did a tail of the tape with the Pittsburgh Pirates, that was they the wouldn't point be as I was big. As, to make. Yeah, I was. I was with you. I was with you, Andy. But yeah. uh, you know, they wear the Celtic <laughs> colours, the green and white hoops. That's their kit. Uh, so, yeah, or, well, or yeah. Celtic wear the Bucky colours, uh, according to Graham. Of course, <laughs> he'd, see yeah. it, he'd see it differently because he's the director of football. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Sprout News. Oh, yeah, Sprout. we haven't got a jingle for Sprout News. Sprout News. We've gone early with Sprout News. Normally, yeah. it's the you know the annual shortage. We first start to hear about it in October, yeah. November, and December. But uh, one in five people say they loathe Brussels sprouts. Mm. Uh, that means four out of five people quite like them, doesn't it? I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have taken that as a negative. I'd look for the positive if I was the Sprout Marketing Board. Yeah, well, I think it sounds like you're a bit of a spokesperson for the Sprout Marketing Board there from, <laughs> am, yeah, from what you said. So, yeah. Something from the football last night, Andy. You, know, oh, yeah. you, you did notice, I saw Dave Kidney's report on the game in the Sun today saying, buoyed by the Hornets now customary gubbing from Manchester City earlier in the evening. And it did make you think that how different it might have been 
had Villa played Arsenal first and then Watford had played because they clearly got a lift. They knew what they were up against. The four goals had been pegged back. They were on level goal difference and it gave them a spring in their step, didn't it? It made a big difference to yeah, them last but night. Yeah, that's, that's the way it goes. But if, if it had been the other way round, if... if, if um, Villa had played first and beaten Arsenal, then there'd been even more pressure on, on Watford. You can look at it both ways and every team. I mean, all these managers, honestly, they do come up with a, you know, they talk absolute rubbish at times. You know, Solskjaer going on and on about the fact they had two days less than Chelsea to prepare. But then that happens to every team. I mean, Chelsea have had, you know, a game now and they'll play Wolves. So they'll play twice sort of thing. And Wolves have had two more extra days rest. You know, they played on Monday night. That's the way it goes. You just have to accept that. I, yeah. I really get across when these managers start and he's still sort of going on about it you think look you just didn't turn up on the day you didn't play particularly well and you were beaten by a better team why don't you just accept it it happens to every team you know you don't have to yeah. come up with daft excuses but there you go <laughs> well they do don't they yeah it's ridiculous to say that I thought it was anyway um, what else have we got here uh, yes what was this? Oh, Sir Ian Botham's wine. Have you seen this? Sir Ian Botham's Sir Ian wine. Bo- yeah. Ian Both it's Ian Lord Botham, I think he's about to be. It's oh, not okay. announced yet, but I, I gather that's what it's going to, going to be. But uh, he's basically got a range of whites that people love mm. and a range of reds that people don't like at all. It's really quite odd. So he gets five star reviews for his for his whites, for his uh Kunawara Cabernet Sauvignon. Nice. But and his Chardonnays, but he's all round a Cabernet Sauvignon. Red only got two point seven out of five. Well, that's the way it goes, isn't it? Really. Have you tried Fantastic. any? Didn't he give us a bottle when he came in? I seem to remember. I, I think, think he did. Yeah. I seem to remember. I it was, to it, maybe that was that year. It was a very good year because I thought it was very nice. Actually, the old Reading games. Enjoyed, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. Oh, I haven't got a problem. It was with good it. fun. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. There we are. That was this afternoon's uh, show. We're back tomorrow from one. Thanks as always for listening. And if you can't listen to the show, uh, of course, the podcast will be available. At around the same time. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.